<laughs> Yo, what's happening, everybody? Hey, what's Episode 52 of the Spectators Podcast. I'm Packy, alongside Q the Bars. What's that, animals? Dirty Dish Rag Dags. Right. M.O.T. On the ones and twos, per usual. My way, my way, my way. Hey, hey. Episode 52, that is... One year. A whole year's a worth whole of podcasts. Year. How about that? We've been sitting in this bitch for a whole year. They're really bad before week 48, but... <laughs> Damn. We're here. Is that what you started on, 48? I don't know. I think so. I feel like it was a little before that, wasn't it? I mean, Maybe I was it was 48. On, I think I was on 10. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> <laughs> 10, 10, 10, 10. So, I want to start off today's podcast talking about... How nasty onions are. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> you, guys but, um, all, you guys all like onions for real? Yeah. Yeah. I prefer them caramelized. See, that's the thing. Like, grill some onions up. Yeah. Well, no one Onion fucking rings. just fucking no, 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 but what, smashes no. it like an apple. Well, <laughs> yeah, if you do that, you're a fucking method. But, like, miss me on onions in, like... Even like in Pico and in different shit where you just put raw onions in because it's like, bro, if you get a bite of onion, that shit is Spicy. gross. And then because that's everyone, <laughs> that's everyone. It's good. <laughs> you, you're nasty, bro. It I, adds, I it agree. Adds something to the uh, to the. He's got to up his palate a little bit. Yeah, dude, you're just that, a, just a young dude, just an American <laughs> boy. <laughs> Fucking gross. Bro. I just want a cheese. Because then everybody that likes that shit. <laughs> yeah, with onions. That's what yeah, everybody nah. I'm with you, though. And then everyone's like, oh, you can't even taste them. Well, that's the point. Because mm-hmm. then as soon as you can taste them, they're nasty. I don't, I, who says that? I don't say that. I don't say that either. When I go to Chipotle, I, I get the mild, but it's like, ah, there's onions in them. I, I don't yeah. hate them like that. Yeah. Like, I'll get them on a burger, but it's like, uh, I could, if I could just get some tomatoes. That'd be tight. Tomatoes are the go. But no, the you young boys. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are thirty. You don't really Man, know. act like you guys. <laughs> fucking Moti doesn't like melted cheese, bro. Uh, That's not true. Like, are you talking about nacho cheese? No, no, no. Because no, like I don't cheese. really like nacho cheese. I don't either. love the runny. Ass I don't like the fake, na- fake the fake cheese yeah. whiz. Yeah, you yeah, can't describe it can. as melted yeah. cheese. There's a specific. Okay, tell us about it. I, th- it's so hard for me to describe because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's literally out. just specific things that I don't like it on. Yeah, he doesn't like it when there's cheese and then you like melt it. No, that's <laughs> not true. <laughs> Dang, he likes melted cheese though, but not like <laughs> right. when you have Under that definition, I wouldn't like pizza. That's the only thing you like. True. Which is, no, there's plenty of things that I, I like. I like nachos. I like... Bullshit. What don't you like is what I want to know. What don't um, you like cheese on? What, what came up the other day? That I didn't like. Grilled cheese? No, I like grilled cheese. Grilled cheese overrated. Wow. What? Yo. Dumb. And that's not to say it's bad. It's just like, no, it's, I... just, it's just cheese and bread. False. Bro. Yeah. And it's, you gotta put it's some, dope. I put meat on that shit. It's not like on the same <laughs> little as ham? fucking steak and Grilled cheese overrated. Yeah, that's madness. Insane. With like the tomato soup. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, it's 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 mm. overrated, bro. It's fine. Yo, maybe from youngins. Seven. Okay, yo. let me put it this way. Dumb. Let me put it this way. Because <laughs> so don't get me wrong, grilled cheese is good. Yeah, but if you went to a, if you went anywhere out to eat, would yes, you ever order a grilled I cheese? I do it. See, a lot. that's why I yeah, say overrated. I do too. Overrated. Bull. Well, yeah. how does that make it overrated? You might as well go home. Put what? You, up a you might as well cheese. go put fucking mustard on a Beat. some wheat bread. And eat that shit. <laughs> 
Dude, like that's anywhere. I'm, 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 I'm fine, but for real, overrated. <laughs> mm, okay, uh, your fish is the stupidest fish. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. <laughs> 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 Yo, yeah, we here. So, so Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Moti tweeted something out earlier this week. Um, what did you say, Moti? I said, look at the Spotify playlist. <laughs> I don't know. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Spotify splits. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. I tweeted out um, to any independent artists. What uh, what they think their stream uh per stream, what's the word per stream revenue revenue is, mm-hmm. like how much they're getting per stream? What they think that that number is, mm-hmm. right? What type of answers did you get? The most popular was like, well, first of all, I got to preface this with I tweeted out a screenshot of my Google search of what Google says that you should be getting per stream, mm-hmm. and they say it's between. Point zero zero six cents, um, and point zero zero eight eight four four. What is that? That's cents per stream. Cents per stream. What the fuck is point zero zero eight four cents? <laughs> so you need it's exactly what you think it is. It's like <laughs> so that's like <laughs> not even a penny. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. I'm with you. It's okay. like it's like point zero zero eight four would be like. 84 thousandths of a dollar. And when you say stream, does it, does it mean the whole song? It means at least 30 seconds. I'm pretty sure okay. is how they count. It so stream. do you, does that, you know, when somebody doesn't say have Spotify and they click on it and it gives you like the 30 second preview, does that count? It does not. Oh, does it increase if they listen to more of the song? No, no, it, in, it, it just has to be at least 30 seconds. Right. It, it's like a YouTube view or something. There's like a certain parameter to count it as a view. And then once it's a view, it's just a view. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So, which based on my math and, and okay. So I tweeted it out. Just wondering if everybody was under the same impression that I was after I did our math on our end for all of our artists. Yeah. Because I had a feeling. <laughs> What? Nothing. Go ahead. Does oinkies? You know he he asked me what I Go said. Go ahead. Chimes <laughs> in with his bullshit. Uh, if you had that mo cam on, he respect you. So I tweeted it out because when any independent artist wants to figure out what they're supposed to be making per stream on Spotify, of course they're googling it. Right. But based on my math that I did uh, for our record label. That math is not correct. Mm-hmm. What the math that I got before sending out this tweet and what Packy got as well is point zero zero three five on average. Okay, Instead not point zero zero six. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which is the low end of what that article, what most articles are giving on the top search results of of Google. Yeah. See, and that's what bugs me is like I'm not trying to have a conversation or here to judge what Spotify pays out, even like. Cause I think Spotify offers a lot to independent artists and shit like that. Like just their platform alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is it? Well, that's my thing is like, it's, it's about 0. 0.0035, which would basically be about $3,500 per million streams. Um, 
But the thing that bothers pretty good, pretty great. <laughs> the thing that bothers me is <laughs> is that um, like you do a like I would encourage all independent artists and shit to go research their shit. And when you Google, yeah, for sure. And it's and especially when it gives a range, it, it links to that that link that Google pops up with is a CNBC article from from one year ago, and that range they give. 0.006 is the low end mm-hmm. of the range. That would be $6,000 per million. Right. When in reality, it's 3,500 per million. Right. Yeah. Almost, like, almost talking about half. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. the low end. Right. Yeah. So I just hate the fact that there's this false information out there. And then obviously it's like, it's not an exact science. Like the, the, the 0.035 isn't, as, isn't an exact science and neither are their estimates, but it's, close Mm -hmm. and you can you can go through some of when you search this you can go through some of the things and they have like streaming calculators like certain websites have the blah blah blah. and i saw some that are like four thousand dollars per million streams Mm. and shit like that but everything i saw was above what it actually was yeah which is the problem right and then i reached out to some um like i reached out to justin this morning and and uh ali uh toronto ali and they were both like yeah confirming our what we the, pr- what the we problem thought. the problem is just so that everybody knows like it's not as easy as just looking up on your distro kid or TuneCore account and be and they don't give you like your average payout per stream what they do is they give you this convoluted spreadsheet and they say on this day for this stream you made this amount of money mm-hmm so people go through it and they're just saying, they just pick out the one from the United States, one stream, one time on one day. And they think that that average is out, which it could be some streams that we get, get like 0.009. Mm-hmm. Some of them are, but the average between mm-hmm. all the countries Why? and all of the that. times, Why it's, it's literally just based on ad revenue. So it fluctuates throughout the day and throughout whatever. So uh, if they stream at 2 a.m., in a certain in a shittier. certain state or region right. or It'll country, be worse than this is crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But but that's why you have to basically to figure it out. You got to just take like what I was doing is and TuneCore has got a a good dashboard for this shit compared to DistroKid, um, to just do this. And you can do it on DistroKid right. easily too. But um, I just took like you know 2018 or any year, and whatever I made on Spotify money wise. And then you can see exactly how many streams you had. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's really easy to calculate what your multiplier is right. yeah. on average. Mm-hmm. And mine was always like 0.035 by the streams. Right. Mm-hmm. 0.035, 0.036. It was right around there for, for pretty much everything. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, A, I guess, what are your guys' thoughts on that number in general? Like 3,500 per million streams. And then I guess taking it to the next step. I guess I don't even know. I know it's a problem that artists don't have that information read. Like, dude, I I saw. I looked at some of the replies you got. Mm. People are some people are just so uninformed, dude. Some answers that I were getting that I was getting, like it's like wow. Like people are actually not like way beyond uneducated on this. Like thinking that they're getting way more. Yeah, artists. I mean, that's true for everything kind of you know i do you believe that i mean i think just in the music industry people are just as blind to doing their own research and knowing their own business as any other thing in the world right first of all 
Um, obviously, I don't think that's a great percentage, but I guess there's, I mean, there's nothing, not like you can go another way. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Which So they kind of got you by the balls. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What was it like five years ago before all these streaming services were huge, like Apple Music, like Spotify? Yeah. I mean, blah, your, blah, blah. your money was better when it, like when it was iTunes. Right. Mm-hmm. You'd get. So for every sale on iTunes, and granted, that's a huge difference between selling a record right, for a sure. dollar right. and streaming one mm-hmm. when people just pay $10 per month for a, right. a service, but you would get seven, um, <coughs> you would get 70 cents of every dollar on iTunes. Which I would say, I would say the streaming services are better in terms of exposure, exposure, like you're going to hopefully a ton more people are going to go through there because however many people have Spotify, however many people might just stumble across your page and they don't, have, it's, no one's going to buy your shit that hasn't heard you because they're not going to spend money per se yeah. to purchase a track that they never heard, which right. in turn, they're probably not even going to click on it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think in that aspect, it's good, but I guess you're just banking on the multiplier effect. Yeah. Hopefully this shit gets viewed by a lot more yeah, than a million, million people. <laughs> yeah. You're banking on building a catalog. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's back in the day. Like when we first started, you had to put out mixtapes for free, yeah. do all this other shit for free, build a fan base. Mm-hmm. But then before streaming, like with just iTunes and shit, or even before iTunes, either way, you could cash in then because you had fans that wanted your music and mm-hmm. if they had to pay $10 for your album when it came out and you got $7 of every 10 of those yeah, or of every $10, right, right, right. then you could actually make some, some good money if yeah, you cultivate sure. that fan base. But you had to do a lot of grunt work at the beginning to even get that. Whereas now as a brand new artist with nothing, Spotify is your mixtape. Spotify is your band camp and shit For like sure. that, where you can get paid a little bit as you grow. Yeah. Right. And so, and get exposure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think obviously in different situations, I think yeah. different things are good, but yeah. I mean, I think overall probably this is a better way to do it, I guess. I mean, for the consumer, for sure. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. I think there's two separate discussions is, it, it really just depends on how you want to me- view music. Like we're, we're so used to viewing music on like we were brought up on projects and mixtapes. Like I'm sure somebody younger than us would disagree with the way that we view yeah. hip hop today. Yeah. So the bottom line to me is, is it's like for the young generation right now, streaming makes way more sense just for, from the way that they consume music and even make music. Well, I think too- it's hard for us to get out of the mindset of like, I want to make a project mm-hmm. like that's what I enjoy doing. There's a lot of artists nowadays that don't enjoy doing that. They would just much rather just drop a song. Well, yeah, why, why make a whole project if I can just drop a song and right. get popping? Yeah. Right. I don't have to grind, like do all that extra shit. If I can have a hit, then I mean, I you think about, about it, it makes a ton of sense to do it that way too, because okay, you put out a 12-song project and however many of those songs get lost in the mix, you put out this single for this month and you get as many views as you're probably possibly going to get for that month. Yeah. 
or as many clicks for that song. Yeah. Right. So you're, if you put out those 12 songs over a year, one per month or whatever, you're going to probably get more clicks on each song alone than you would if you put out a project that was 12 songs. Yeah, right. right. Granted, like Drake can do shit like that. What, that's what it always comes back to, I guess. It's your position in the game, right. kind of. Um, well, everyone's going to go listen to a Drake project, no matter what. Yeah. Period. Well, Which, and but back in the day, though, like there weren't Spotify, there weren't iTunes playlists like that right. you could just get put on and like no. millions of people would be put onto your shit just... Well, I think even, even to what Dags was saying, though, is I don't even know that it's necessarily that different with, like, a Drake. It's just different levels. Like, if you th think about if Drake would have put out Scorpion as one song every two weeks, I bet you each of those songs gets more plays than it did on... An Probably, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, sure. maybe Scorpion's not the best example because there were so many songs, but a, a like, 12-song yeah, album or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's um, probably true. But, it's, yeah, it's just kind of different levels and different ratios. And then... Like, I agree with you as far as getting your shit out there. I totally agree with the singles versus album. I also think, I think there's still an aspect with fans that if you are a fan already, you love albums. Definitely. Yeah. And it, it makes you get that's, attached to an artist. That's kind of where I was going with the Drake thing, though, is he just has so much more traffic to begin with. He puts out an album. Yeah. People are going to listen to it, yeah. whether it's a single or it's an album. Right. Nothing's going to get lost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas a up and coming artist puts out a 12 track album and probably a shit ton of that stuff is getting lost in the mix because people are going to cling to yeah. one song to well, like one to three songs. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, dude, I'm a, I'm a culprit of that shit. Like yeah. somebody, somebody that I'm not the biggest fan of in the For world sure. drops an album. I go listen to it and I latch onto a couple of songs, put them on a playlist and exactly. that's what I listen to. Even yeah. though there's probably a few other songs on that shit that if they came out on their own and I listened, mm -hmm. I'll be like, Oh, that's dope. And I yeah. would be listening to that over and over. So yeah, I I'm definitely with that as far as, and we've talked about that a lot. I think on this podcast with the singles versus albums in the day and age, I think, yeah. I think I really do like, even though we came up in a different era, I'm really not mad at the streaming shit. I think it's pretty cool. Like some of the different aspects that streaming brings to the table. Yeah. I think it's, it's definitely opened a lot of just for, yeah. uh, from a, consumer perspective yeah and then easy. i i like just the fact of like dude you don't know like how your song is going to be put on this day and age like you could do no marketing dollars mm -hmm. you could put no marketing dollars into your music and by the luck of the spotify gods get put onto a playlist and be popping yeah and mm -hmm. yeah that which was, is crazy right like, that, that was never, never existed case. back yeah. in the day let's right. go yeah and then you still have, like, we're just talking about Spotify with those numbers. Like, you still have Apple Music. You still have, you know, uh, Google Play. You still have um, iTunes that, you know, some people still buy music, not nearly yeah. as much as what yeah. it used to be. But, like, there's lots of different avenues. And then you just got to get creative as an artist and, like, do different things. And I guess that's the thing, too, is no one just, like, deserves to make a living on this shit. Like, the game changed so you have to adjust with it and the level that you got to be at is just different on right. Spotify yeah. and streaming. The game is it, different. It's not necessarily yeah. that you have to be any bigger. It's just that you have to be bigger in a different way. It's yeah. strategizing. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Every it's, week. it's any industry though, dude. Like nothing exactly. stays the same forever. Right. Now the thing about those Spotify cuts that gets weird too is like, like we it, through different people we've talked to and whatnot, labels get a better cut. Right. Which is a whole nother 
Yeah, I mean, when you get into shit like that, then it gets like, okay. Yeah. This is it's like, why is there not is just a I cut? That. Yeah. But I mean, but you that's probably you, the point of, that's all the labels can have. It's, it's all, you know well, and it's Spotify. It's just like, dude, in order for them to even be in the game that they're in right now, they had to play the game with, with the labels. labels. Right, right. Because why else would you download Spotify well, if the major artists weren't on it? And then right. you look at... Um, yeah these articles and shit that pop up and maybe the people researching this shit are talking to label people mm -hmm. and then they're spitting these numbers out and shit. And it's like your average artist on Spotify makes this. No, your average label artist yeah. might make this, but that's just the artist doesn't even make that then with the label. That's just what's given overall. Then it's right. split up between label artists, whoever the fuck else. Mm -hmm. Right. But that's, that's the problem. That's why it just became such a big deal. in mine and Packy's eyes is just like, dude, there's so many artists out there that are looking this up. Just what do I make on Spotify per stream? Yeah. And the first like 16 articles that pop up are these numbers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the minimum number yeah. on the, because you know how you look in Google and the, the top thing pops up in like bold. Yeah. Print, and it's that CNBC article or whatever the fuck it was. And it, the minimum is 0. 0.006, which is almost double what reality is. And right. that's where it's messed up is because a lots of people don't even care to research it. Right. B, it's unfortunate that the people that care to research are hit with such false information. That's what sucks. Well, and I've been learning like what you were asking me about the answers that I was getting online. Independent artists don't even know how to find the correct number. Mm -hmm. Well, you would think all I got to do is just Google it, right? Right. Well, that's that's yeah. and I would and I wouldn't be mad at yeah. someone that does that, especially exactly. if you click on multiple things and right. kind of blah blah. Right. And like right. I said. None of them are as low as what we Yo, actually maybe, write. Maybe your number is like the real number for artists after splits and shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't like, know. Uh, like what an artist would get yeah. on a label after. Yeah, yeah, it probably is more, probably closer. They actually probably get less. They get less. Yeah, yeah. probably like I'm sure zero, that I'm sure zero. they get less. Yeah. And everybody's Two. different, you know. But yeah, but it's, but it's just like, it's to me, the, the most alarming thing about everything is like, you have tons of independent artists now and they all have DistroKid and Spot or, uh, TuneCore accounts. Mm -hmm. Dude, just with simple math, dude, like don't just trust the number that DistroKid and TuneCore just throw at you and think that that's your overall number. Mm -hmm. Do the math. Just be like, what were my streams and what was my revenue? Divide those. Yeah. Boom. Well, and it's you also, have the right number then. Mm -hmm. There's two things to it. It's not just like don't like don't just trust the number because it is what it is. You ain't going to like what you get is what you get. No, but I'm saying you to are, educate yourself. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's good to know. And if you're interested like in like, everything too. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't, and nothing is face value. Right. Yeah. Right. Nothing you see on Twitter is face value. Nothing. And the problem is, bro, your own like we talk about a lot of times up here, it seems like the first people to go out and pop off and talk about things are the ones that don't actually fucking know. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's the problem. That's it's like, dude, problem. even when I saw you like post that shit and I looked at some of their replies and it was like, what what drives you to go post this on social media in response? You obviously didn't go do the right math exactly because that's not what it was. But they did the easy they did the easy thing the Google which, search or whatever. No, some of them even did the the next step and just posted the number that uh, TuneCore was showing. Oh right right right. The, you know what the I was one saying? stream the, yeah the one stream yeah. number yeah on that specific day on that specific and then they just assume which i'm not judging anybody for assuming that yeah because right. at one point i probably did too mm -hmm. but when you actually do the math you actually sit down and you're like okay what did i actually make on here right. and then divide it by how many streams i got then you get the real number and you're like right. what the fuck mm -hmm. yeah. right 
Yeah. So independent artists, go do that. Go to your tune core, go to your distro kid, do that math, figure out what your multi, if, if it's, if it's mad different, then let us know like in the comments or something. Cause like I said, I, I didn't want to just co come out here spouting what I determined to be facts based off of just my numbers, mm -hmm. but we've had artists signed to us who have the same ratios and numbers. Cause we see those. I've talked to other independent artists with bigger and smaller fan bases than, than me. And yeah. they've said the same thing. And so I feel pretty confident in saying that's pretty much what it is. And, right. and for the, for you wondering like what all these equate to basically the 0.0035 cents is per million streams. It's $3,500. Correct. So that means what per thousand streams, that's $3 and 50 cents. Mm-hmm. Dude, <laughs> and think about that's and that seems like a lot, you know, like a thousand streams. But if it's only thirty right. seconds, but the thing like, is, you know, I don't know if that is a lot with these services. I mean, it's still good. It's but not like what it used when to be. we were coming you out. Don't, you don't have to earn every one exactly. Of when yeah, we got yeah, one thousand yeah. hits on a song back in the day. That was 1,000 like, unique people that wanted to go exactly. listen to the green and scheme. We, yeah, like you yeah, said, yeah. we made 1,000 people listen to right. that. You know what I'm saying? Now it wasn't you got, like people just previewed through that. That was like a legit 1,000 listens. And that's why I say like Spotify is dope where like I can go through and see people are listening to my song just on like Spotify radio and, and shit like that. Right. It's like shit that like their discover weekly playlists that Spotify curates for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like there's plenty of people listening to my music on those things, which is dope. It's like Mo was saying, that's a, that's an Avenue that any Joe Schmo can go put out music on Spotify and get that. We never used to have back when we were starting to make music. You had right. to earn every listen you got unless you got signed. Yeah. yeah. Legit. So yeah, there's, there's, there's pros and cons. And like, I'm, I'm like I said, I didn't even want to bring up this conversation to be like, dude, this number is too low or too high or whatever. It was just more of like, hey, be aware of what it actually is because there's a lot of false information out there yeah. of what it is. Well, and not to be a dead horse, but I I do think that like, dude, I think Spotify is dope for those reasons, the marketing reasons. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to have a lot of marketing dollars in order to right. get in front of New Year's. The biggest thing that I think and that everybody needs to actually take a look at is... Spotify isn't as big of a platform if they don't have major artists on there. Mm -hmm. So they have to play the major label game. The reason why independent artists, one of the major reasons, obviously it's not every reason, but one of the major reasons is because Spotify has to play the game. So they have to give record labels a lot of money to keep their artists on there. So guess who suffers that loss based on the amount of money that they have to give the major labels for their cut? Yeah. The independent artists. Right. Mm -hmm. The marketing people don't, the major labels don't, the major artists don't. Well, the major artists are probably suffering more than the independent <laughs> artists are. Right. As far as cuts. It's probably they're putting out like 45 track projects just to get mm. My My yeah. point is the, in, the major labels are still dragging all those cuts down is what I'm saying. Yeah. But that's the game. That's Hon like, yeah. Honestly, I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm just thinking it. So I'm going to say something that could be good as like the position almost that you're in where you have projects from before where you made your iTunes money oh, yeah. and now you get them on Spotify to try and Bro. get some streams from the old shit also. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, we did like, I, we made way more money on the parlay because it was before iTunes, streaming right. really popped up. Right. 
That was then like, we have on other oh, projects. That was probably yeah. pretty close to right when that was switching over. Spotify right? was new. Like, right, like yeah. the parlay was on Spotify right when it came out, but I didn't really know what Spotify was. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that it was, streaming was new. iTunes was the, was the way. Spotify yeah. just came to the U.S. It didn't start in the U.S. Yeah. It wasn't even available. It was o- available overseas before it was available yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but And I remember having to do the research before we put it on. And I was like, I don't know what the like, hell is this, this some is. Bootleg shit? Whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The It'll only reason I say it. that is because the other day I was randomly at work. I was just doing my work, and I was going through like Trinidad James whole catalog, James. because I remember some dope songs. And so I just went through all his, and I was like, oh, I used to, you know, I was jamming this. That was probably honestly out after that was a thing, but it just made me think yeah. about that. Well, bro, that's the thing. Like, I know Russ talks about it a lot about like his, cause he has a big catalog and shit like that. And like, especially with streaming, there's a lot of value in a catalog because like you said, it's much more likely that somebody goes to Spotify and starts going through your old shit and listening yeah. to it and blah, blah, blah. Then it is for someone to be like, Oh, remember so-and-so back in the day or remember this song I liked back in the day. Let me go buy it. Right. Let me go buy right. his old yeah. projects. Right. That's would never happen. Right. And You're so the more like, dude, Mo and I talk about it all the time. Like if by the time we're fucking 50, we have some massive catalog that just sits out there. Like we, we stop making music. Right. Like, yeah, I'm sure the amount people stream that shit will go way down. Cause you're not constantly marketing it in people's faces, but I bet you we will get like, I bet you there will never come a day or it will be a long ways off that we don't get one stream. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, for sure. Like, cause the shit just sits out there. Exactly. I think Wiz is a great example because most people say old Wiz is the dopest shit, which it was like cushion orange juice. Cushion OJ was classic. And I heard he recently put that on Spotify Yep. Yep. before, you know, it was just a mixtape. You could never get it unless you went to like live mixtapes or something like that. But that's genius because that's the best shit. He remarketed it. Like he was, you know what I'm saying? He was like, uh, what do you do first, Cabin Fever or something? I think he did Cabin Fever first. I think Cushion OJ was first. No, Cushion. he definitely had one before oh, that. Oh, one it was mixtape. It was uh, it wasn't um, it was one he was like rapping, but it wasn't Cabin Fever is after. Okay, well, whatever. Burn After Rolling. Burn After Rolling was before. Yeah, I don't remember which one, but he put one out and he uh just kind of said, you know, I'm putting this on iTunes coming up because I tweeted like you're putting this shit on and not. Oh, you're Cushion saying? Oh, I see what you're saying. I see yeah, and then when he put Cushion OJ on, he oh, promoted it, it a yeah. little more. No, I think you're like right. I think you're right. It was Cabin Fever. I thought you were saying which one came first. No, right. no, no, you're no, saying no. he put it up he on. Put it up. Okay, got gotcha. Put it on a site. Yeah, and then he did it more so with Cushion OJ. So when he dropped that shit on iTunes. I bet he had a huge week because everybody was like, I'm going back and listening oh, to that hell shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cause I did it. Yeah. Yeah. I did it. Too. You know what I mean? And he's performing when he uh, was doing his, his most recent tour before the 2009 tour, he was performing like all of Cushion Orange. Yeah. Like that's, well, that's, so, a, I mean, that's, that's a, what I'm saying by the, the people that are like the tweeners or whatever you want to call it. Those people, if the middle, cha- it, the middle smart, children. Yeah, like that was Us, a smart. Yeah, for real. That was a smart strategy. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing. Like we put our spec 16s up on Spotify yeah. because I remember there was a whole phase when streaming was new and we had, a, we had a little battle of, you know, you want to keep your page clean and like, especially being an independent artist 
and early in the streaming phases, we didn't necessarily have complete control of how your page looks, chronological order of mm. things. And, and we wanted to make sure we kept shit clean. The more we've gotten into this and the more time has gone by, the more I'm just like, get music out there, dude. Get like nobody up. fucking cares, man. Yeah. Like if somebody wants to listen to your music, they're going to listen to your music. Right. And so the more, the more options you can have for people on the platform that they use to listen to their shit, yeah. the better. And plus I agree. Spotify will give you like the top five. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's, it's not like it's you even got some massive page that's just got everything like you yeah. said. So yeah, I'm, I'm with that new age. Yeah, it's changing. You guys watch the Grammys? No, I, I watched most of it. Um, it was all right. Mm-hmm. Favorite performance? Uh, my favorite performance was Janelle Monet. Yeah, that sure. was. Dude, she was. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> it got me so moist. <laughs> no, she's just a dope ass fucking performer. She's ill. The song was dope. It was like Mad Prince, like, and she was playing the guitar, hitting the James Brown shuffle, like it was sick. Yeah, I've seen at award shows. I've seen a few of her performances. She's They're ill. Pretty she's good. just an ill artist too. Um. I also thought that um, Cardi B had a super dope performance too. Okay. Very sexual. Oh, you said she was but stripping, she was, right? Yeah, it was dope. <laughs> but she performed very well. You know, like everything was great. Mm-hmm. You know, she had the breath control. She wasn't like out of breath, sweating and shit. Everything went great, except she did the Wakanda forever and lost her necklace. But <laughs> that was just, that was a small thing. <laughs> Everything else is perfect, but it was it was really good. Janelle Monae is one of those that I've I don't know that I've ever just straight up listened to a Janelle Monae song. I couldn't Monet tell song, you one but, Janelle Monae. Yeah, but every time she pops up at award shows or anything yeah. like that, like she seems dope and she puts on a good show. Yeah. And yo, she's got some funk. Yeah, super oh, yeah. funk. She's ill. It's kind of like we even talked about with you know we talk about how dope of a performer like Bruno Mars is and shit. It's just mm-hmm. like. They just put on like a professional, well yeah. done fucking show. Yeah. Man, there's so many artists like that too that aren't at these things, you know? Like these people that have been performing to make it their whole life, like in Memphis and that, you know, the people yeah. that are just, they make their living by performing. Mm-hmm. Those are the people, I mean, you can tell Bruno Mars could just have one thing in a room and probably put on a dope show somehow he'd figure out a way but these people that have the only reason they're dope is because they have all the lights and Mm -hmm. the bells and whistles and everything that's true so sometimes i you know like one of my favorite performances ever is at an award show was when chris stapleton and justin timberlake uh did that uh tennessee whiskey and one of justin timberlake's songs i can't think of it now together Say something. Say no, something. no, 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 no. They are on that song together, but this was way before that. It wasn't off Man in the Woods, huh? No. No, but it was, it was just... Man in the Trash. <laughs> man of the Trash. <laughs> yeah, that song I was just singing was out there. Say something. Yeah, it is. That was like a single, but... Mm-hmm. But it was just sick. You could tell both of those guys are just good performers. Yeah. They and didn't it, need anything crazy. They were just in there. They both had guitars. They were just going back. And to and that forth. same yeah. point, Justin Timberlake was who I thought of with the smoke and mirrors last Super Bowl. Yeah, you were saying that, that shit was just like a lot. It's like you've seen him perform a shit ton. It's like you know he can. Sometimes I right. think, but this was like 
what is all this extra yeah, shit? Exactly. Sometimes I think all the extra shit is what makes it shitty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah do that with the people that aren't as good performers because that, that will enhance the show. But yeah. let people that are naturally good performers, let them shine a little mm-hmm. bit. Do you guys wonder if we have a, a like better appreciation for something like that because we have performed? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, I can't to I, some capacity. I, yeah, I think we'd have Plus, to. I think also it's just uh, like preference as far as like singing performances. I'm not a singer, right. you know, and I've never been a singer, but I know what I like and what I. So that might impress you a little bit more than like uh, easily more easy, easily impressed by things that might not be as big of a deal, but because you've never done it, you're impressed by it. Not even. I would say I'm. It's just. I know what I like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, even yeah, like, yeah. even though I've never sang, if I hear something, I'm like, uh, I didn't really like that. It seemed to kind of whatever yeah, the yeah. reason being. Um, for instance, there was a Dolly Parton tribute last night. And I think Dolly was up there. Um, Miley Cyrus, who won the, who were you talking about? The, Casey Musgrave. Yeah. Her, there's a couple other people, but it, it seemed like it was just everyone See who could like out belt each other. Uh, like see who yeah, could out. I got that the feeling part. too. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. When they got to the nuthers, like Rah! like yeah. Not even no regard for what's happening. Just like you're gonna hear me. Let me show that I can sing. I can do that. Right. It's not even like let me do a dope no, song. It was like yeah. no, nah, you gonna hear me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I don't like. like oh jeez. But you know. So childish was probably the biggest. Uh, Winner. Biggest winner in, especially in hip hop, at least I don't really pay yeah. attention to a lot of the other stuff. But he won there, so he was, um, he wasn't there. He yeah. won best song, best music video, best record, best performance. So when I saw those things, the first thing that jumped out to me because I, I've never been like the biggest, you know, give a shit about award shows person, mm-hmm. but best song and best record. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, what's the difference? Yeah, right. Do you guys know? No, do you know? I looked it up because I had no idea. Is it? it, Well, then that would be best album. I was going to say it's a record and album. Yeah, best record and song. But it no, record isn't out. Is it a single? Um, it's, it's best song they say is more for songwriters and recognizes like the composition of the song. Whereas best record is more for like the recording and recognizes producers and engineers and shit like that. And obviously both recognize the artist. Okay. Mm. But I had no idea. Who votes on this? The whatever the, the committee. Grammy committee. Yeah, okay. the Grammy committee. I like to think of the committee, yeah. but it's not. Okay. <laughs> I was like your dick committee. <laughs> um. Oh, that was another thing that stood out that I, that I wanted to figure out was he won uh, best performance. I didn't know what that was either. I know I would looked it up before, but I never. Who? Childish. Uh, for, is that a uh, video? Um, no, because he won best music video too. Right. So is it like vocal best per- performance? Yeah, I thought it was vocal performance. Or it probably uh, is that also. So There's so many rules. Yeah. Here, here's what. Here's the the thing that I found when I looked that up. Best performance, and this is like a snippet of it. I didn't re- take the whole thing, but newly recorded collaborative performance by artists who do not normally perform together. What? Which led me to this is just a childish song. And I looked up all the past winners. This has been an award since 2002. And only once before has like every other one other than Childish and Drake for Hotline Bling. Every other one was a feature. Like blah, 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 featuring blah, blah, blah. Like it was a collaborative track like that. So Mm -hmm. the only thing I'm left to think is just that 
whatever producers, producers and whatever the hell he got to be. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't know what Drake else. Drake featuring Aubrey or Charlie's featuring Donald. <laughs> right, right. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. These, they normally don't. Yeah. So I know that was just weird to me because, A, I didn't even know that that was what best performance was. I didn't either. I didn't know what any of those were. Especially because if that's a if that's a crucial aspect to it, you'd think they would say like best collaborative performance or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I swear I've heard that too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I have to well, and every other, all the other nominees were like the other nominees for best performance were um, Black and J. Cole, Kendrick and SZA, Post Malone and 21 Savage. Like they were all collab tracks. Mm. So it was just, I don't know. It was that weird. Is weird. That bizarre. Is. Um, but no, I, I do think that everything childish got like that was a fucking really, that video was amazing. Well, yeah. It was like a moment. That's, that's what I, uh, I kind of wanted to talk about it because I talked to Dan about it like a hundred years ago as far as like, you know, you didn't think, which I do agree, the song isn't like, the song itself isn't like, had what, you not seen the video, yeah. what would you think? It's like, oh, this is. I totally agree. Yeah. Cool. I, I I didn't like, I wasn't like bumming that song. Right. But. I did like the song. I thought it was. Yeah, I, mean, I, I thought it was cool. I definitely thoroughly But the video the made it. Fun. The yeah. video made it. The lyrics make sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I asked or we talked about that because I think he put the video out right when he put yeah, he the did. song out. Yeah. So right away you saw the video. Yeah. And then later on, you were hearing it on the radio, and I was listening to it one time, and I was like. You know, not much, not much here. Yeah. I mean, like not much is being like, there's nothing blowing my mind about this. Yeah. And, but 100%, the video was like a performance. Yeah. You know, some type of short movie. That just, I mean, everyone hypes up Donald Glover for everything he does. And rightly so, because you look at that and dude, he didn't put out that much music or anything like that. But when he did it, like. He was able to get four Grammys for yeah. this one thing because he put so much into this one record. And it, yeah. it goes against all the, let me put out a hundred songs on streaming platforms mm-hmm. and just get whatever. Like, mm-hmm. And there's pros and cons to both. and right, Which think, is why you'll have both. Yeah. You'll, like you'll have the, the I feel like the, and you'll have yeah, the one album per year or every five years or whatever and you go all out thing. This probably isn't true, but it's for like the ultra creative yeah. yeah, you know what I mean, and the one that's the ultra creative that's on. Well, yeah. for yeah. sure, you have to be able to afford that right. time off, right? Yes. Yeah, and let and you have to be able to afford like making a video like that. Yeah, correct. Like it's a it's the very rare person that can make a video that impactful on a budget. Yeah, like that. I don't know how much. Especially this. See if you can find it. See if real. there's anything out that says how much that video cost. Yeah, it's not the guys playing where they have it I mean, in front. Or like, <laughs> right. this it might be hard if, if you don't find it, whatever. I'm not expecting you to find it. But that had like that was a production. Yeah. For sure. But I mean, dude, but honestly, if it, if it won four Grammys and fucking whatever, like well worth it. Mm-hmm. It was, but it was all in a warehouse. I was literally oh, yeah. about to so, say that too. Yeah. But it had you a, know. you know, a bunch of people doing sure. chore- choreographed shit, like yeah. different, yeah. like explosions and like it had a lot of shit. But Definitely. you're right. It was in one location. Mm-hmm. Speaking of videos, I was going to say this as a topic at some point but um i think it's dope that artists at least hip-hop artists are going back to dope vids dope videos yeah that's necessary like i do like some of the simplistic videos that mm-hmm. are whatever especially for the right type of artist 
Yeah. But like, if you have a huge budget, like the me, uh, first thing that came to mind was the Meek Mill going bad video. That's just tight. I didn't watch it. It's dope. It's like mafioso. It's very, like it's like a movie. Yeah. Uh, Goodfellas, all yeah. that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, even the flyers or whatever I can't think of the right term that he put out to yeah. introduce the video were, trailers. Like, like not like trailers, posters, just, like uh, movie yeah. poster in person. They were like uh, Goodfellas. Like, oh, I didn't even see any. Like Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction, Goodfellas. That's like dope. they had like them on the cover. Nice. Of yeah, the movie. so it's it's dope, super dope, and <clears throat> the video was dope. I mean, it wasn't like it didn't. I don't know. It From what me, I knew, I didn't know it didn't make a ton of sense, really. But like, <laughs> a lot, I think a lot of those don't. Yeah. I think a lot of those cool visuals don't actually make sense. Yeah. I mean, because you you have what four minutes to tell a story, right. like. Mm-hmm. So, but it was dope, and it had hella cameos, and it was mm. cool. It was just boss shit. Yeah. Exactly. Didn't Travis just put out a video? I feel like yeah. I saw some shit about Travis putting out a really dope video, I and I for. I never got a chance to look at it, but sure. I wouldn't be surprised. He's he's one of those. Dudes. Yeah, he is mm. for sure. That uh, the Twenty One and J Cole a lot video exactly. is dope. That video really is sweet. Dope. I like yeah. that one. A lot. No, it's really dope because there was a whole period of time, at least to me, and like I said, I'm not going out and watching that many music videos, so I'm sure there's lots of people I'm missing. But it seemed to me that there was a period of time where Kendrick and Macklemore were the ones doing all this shit in videos, and there weren't that many other people. Well, mm-hmm. that's what, yeah. Exactly. And now it's like you said, it's starting to come yeah. back a little and bit. Back, I first person that comes to mind is like Puff Daddy back in the day and Mace yeah. and Biggie and all of them. Just like more money, more problems. Yeah. yeah. Like you had, you couldn't just make a music video. Mm-hmm. You had to have somebody like a Benny video Boom. person shoot that. Benny shit. Boom shot every dope video from the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> For real. So I don't know. It's, I'm sure there's a lot more people because just like everything, you know, these young videographers are dope. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And they're getting they're opportunities. Really and now they're getting, yeah. now that the videos are kind of coming back, they're getting even more opportunities from these big people. Like producers, kind of. Things things are more affordable now, though, too. Like For cost sure. of cameras and iPhones. Like you can that shoot are, are tons of dope down. videos on yeah. your iPhone. It used to be like there was that sweet spot where you had the connections already, but the cost was so high that there was only the few that could actually do it. Mm-hmm. But now that all the camera costs are kind of evening out and coming down, even it just opens the door for so many videographers to be dope right. now if they, if they want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can rent cameras and stuff too. Right. Like I, I can't think of what video I was just watching the behind the scenes on. I think it was a gunner video. He just dropped the project and, uh, they were using a Red 50, which is, yeah. to my knowledge, the most expensive camera out. Reds are <clears throat> super expensive. Yeah, Don't the but you Green can Mitten rent them. Have one? Or did they just no. use it for that? Who's that? Um, Green Mitten. When we the show that you had at the loft, did was somebody they were with no. or something? Not a Red. Literally, I wouldn't go near anybody with one of those. <laughs> <laughs> we should call Jared right now because I'm pretty sure it was a Red. I don't know where he got it from, but I think it was a red. Really? Because I don't know shit about any of this shit, but he's like, was dude, this is a red. I don't know why I would remember he red. He you can, played, you yeah. can read it. probably played Maybe it's Ronin, which is like yeah. the, uh, or the... Is that that big-ass yeah, 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 yeah. Is that what you're yeah. thinking of? That's where he was with one of his boys. Maybe. Dude, I'm going to this dude up. Are you talking about when he shot the... The grip video? Uh, yeah. The grip video. No. Was he? Yeah, might, yeah, he yeah, might have yeah, had yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah,
Uh, yeah. Um, that's one person that, like, he obviously has the budget. Biggest artist in the world. I've never been that impressed with Drake's videos. Not really. He's I tried love a the few times. Plan video, but cool that concept. was the simplest one. That's what hell I was gonna yeah. say. That's the, the, the hell yeah fucking right videos. It was fucked too. Yeah. yeah the, um, too. God's plan is the rare one that you do that isn't like high budget. Yeah. Whatever. Um. I mean, it was high budget in the end, but exactly. <laughs> gave it away. Right. Which is what. Which is part of the thing that made it dope. So I guess yeah. it was high budget. But um. Yeah. He's done. Like I thought the starter from the bottom video was cool. Um, yeah, yeah straight. He's done a few, but just for for who he is and the songs. I mean, I guess okay. I guess now now that I'm looking back and thinking of some of these videos, they're good videos. Like I like that videos. I like the Hotline Bling video. I like started from the bottom. He does what he can with like. I mean, with the songs that they are though. Like he doesn't. Like what is he supposed he doesn't, to do? He doesn't stand out for as big of an artist as he is. To me, he doesn't really stand. Like out. Like he doesn't make this is America type of songs. So right. I guess. Well, and you don't. For me, well, I don't really bad, need if you have like a regular ass any visual. Yeah. I'll take any visual. I agree. Mm-hmm. It just makes it a little bit better. Yeah. You know what I I'm hate though? Is when they make the videos and they cut in and out of the music every two fucking seconds. Yeah. 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 That yeah. Makes me and they going bad because video, they did that a lot. Yeah, it at least they were quick cuts, but yeah, it was still annoying. It was a bunch of them. But uh fuck. If you can do one cut that's like funny, one? then that's fine. But oh, the started from the bottom video, hilarious. When whatever the fuck his name, uh, but he was talking for like Obi seven minutes. Yeah, that went yeah. on too long. Had, it started from the bottom. Yeah. yeah, I thought that shit was funny. No, that was. I had, thought that was funny. It was funny for like thirty seconds, right? And yeah. then you were like, dude, fuck. Well, then you realize the they scene. like released the the versions with it shortened because it's like okay, yeah. this is yeah. too long. Jeez. Yeah, like this is a whole new video. Yeah. You guys are headed. I don't mind if it's at the you beginning be or the All end right, of the song. Boy. Honestly, it does, I don't care as much, but I hate when the song is cutting in and out because essentially the main thing is I want to hear the song. Mm, yeah. right. I want it to enhance the song. And let's be real. These guys aren't that, what kind of what we talked about before. Most of these guys are not telling some great story. Mm, so right. to add this cut in there of you doing whatever isn't really enhance, enhancing the story much. So it right. should either be comedic relief yeah. Or be enhancing the story. Don't just do it to do it. Lucky you. <clears throat> the lucky you video, Eminem and uh, Joiner. There's yeah. like 10 minutes. It's not 10 minutes, but where they're doing this dumbass shit where they're like, they have these shadows around them and then they're like copying what they do. So they're like dabbing, then the shadows dab. They do this for like 10 minutes and it's not I think, funny. I think, yeah. It's whack as yes, fuck. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. That is super whack. Yeah. It was so whack. <laughs> yeah, I felt weird watching it. I'm like, it. okay. <laughs> Okay, let's let's get back to the music. Right, it's it was so forced too. It's yeah. like, dude, it's like, oh, did you see that? Yeah, watch this. And they like because the, you all, know why they're trying to do that too is because they're like, we need some meaning in pull here. That shit and it would be like people are like, blah yeah. blah blah. Dude, no, you should pull it. You should pull. You should pull that part. It's garbage. Yeah, you should pull that part. It's a smack dab in the middle. It's not funny. Yeah, yeah. and in the middle, this. of course, just. Pause it every 10 seconds. <laughs> There's no music playing. No, we got copyright for that NFL shit that I put in there without uh, any you sound. Know, you know the NFL will get you. What, oh, for that hit? Yeah. Oh, what? no, for yeah. the Pro Bowl. We got struck for that. Uh, that's bullshit. Was, yeah. that, was that the Sean Taylor hit? Yeah. That's that's that whack. Damn, well, maybe don't because you know Eminem's about to fucking How about a real so. quick sideline to the, uh, you can play the new five, football seven. league? <laughs> Is that the... Is it the AAF? Yeah, uh, Alliance American League of Football shit. or some shit. I don't know yeah. how he's. 
Not but like it looks it looks straight. I was expecting it to be a lot more corny, mm-hmm. and you know it looked like Never at least they were for- just trying to play regular football. It's not like XFL, right? Which is coming back? How? Yeah, isn't like Andrew Luck's dad part of that or something? Is it Vince McLuck? <laughs> <laughs> Vince McLuck, yo. <laughs> you know, shouts to Vince McLuck. <laughs> well, if you, okay, if you can't play, we'll probably get copywritten for this too, but if you can't play that, then you got to play Drake's Grammy speech because we got to talk about that. Okay. The, that lucky you shit is... Because, it's okay, really the shit flying around with, with Drake's, did you guys both hear Drake's Grammy speech? Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell me if I'm just naive. You're an idiot. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I don't think he really... Look at this. <laughs> oh, we're going no sound. We're going no sound, just in case. And so they this keep is, going. So this is probably when they first Yo. saw them, like, introduce this effect to them, and they were just like, oh. Yeah, let's fuck around for a minute. You like, literally, you, you know, Marshall was like, "Yo, the effects on this are dope." Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I can't even. Because there is no sound either. It's just exactly. like it's the sound of like it's Eminem heavily breathing. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like he's like, this is crazy. So dumb. And then the dude is just I can't take oh, it anymore. Oh, oh, oh. born. <laughs> Eminem was good natured about the Crystalia shit. The what? The the comedian. Oh yeah, yeah. That fucking yeah. does the fake Eminem. Yeah. But what he he, yeah. he, what he, he like do? retweeted it or something and was like, just something good natured. It wasn't like fuck you or whatever. Did I don't like, know what Crystalia did. Oh, for real? No. You've never seen him do the fake Eminem? I guess no. not. Oh, we got to we got to find that then. I guess too. You got a lot I'll of shit to do, Monty. I'll find <laughs> it. Didn't Eminem tweet it? Yeah. Does yeah. he just go poor, poor? Yes. Uh, okay. And he's, I think I he, he did one before that was really funny, like maybe even a year ago or something. And then he just did another one recently. Cause you know that, you know, that one that Eminem did in like St. Andrews recently yeah. where it was acapella for yeah, like yeah. fucking 20 minutes. And yeah. just did, like he'd Crystalia did like his own version of that. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. Pinterest fucking mistress. <laughs> That's the breathing I'm talking about. I'm playing in a with Danica Patrick. I'm saying an accent. <laughs> Nick Cannon's fantastic. It pisses me off that this is how it is, though. Yeah. Designs <laughs> and foxes. Designs and foxes. When I'm listening to the locks. <laughs> A whole bunch of boxes <laughs> Right in my garage With a bunch of large cars Inside the porch <laughs> A bunch of my cars In a large garage Swerving <laughs> Swerving in an emergency lane With cars From New Jersey <laughs> That was funny but yeah, like, cause you know Eminem can be sometimes a little too pissed. Yeah, and the fact that he like retweeted or whatever shows yeah. he's, shows he's listening that, up a little that bit. That is actually really funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Drake's Grammy speech. Uh, Drake's Grammy speech. Cause uh, everyone's all you know, like, blah, blah blah. Cut him up. I don't.
don't think they cut him off. I don't either, dude. They Barely s- if they did. They allegedly said he took a breath. They thought it was over. Yeah, no. So watch the video. It doesn't. Yeah. Watch I the video. I would believe that. It's like the first time in, in Grammy's history where I actually am who I thought I was for a second. So I like that. That's really nice. Um, I definitely did not think I was winning anything. My brother's here. I want to take this um, opportunity while I'm up here to just talk to all the kids that are watching this, that are aspiring to do music, all my peers that make music from their heart, that do things pure and tell the truth. I want to let you know we play in an opinion-based sport, uh, not a factual-based sport. So it's not the NBA where at the end of the year you're holding a trophy because you made the right decisions or won the games. This is a, this is a business where sometimes, you know, it, um, it's up to a bunch of people that might not understand, you know, what a mixed-race kid from Canada has to say or, uh, or, 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 a fly, or a fly Spanish girl from New York or anybody else or a brother from Houston Him? right there, my brother Travis. <laughs> but, He's look, the no point is you've already won. If you have people who are singing your songs word for word, if you're a hero in your hometown, if, look, you did that shit look if there's people who have regular jobs who are coming out in the rain, in the snow, spending their hard-earned money to buy tickets to come to your shows, you don't need this right it's here. I promise you, you already won. But next, a special Grammy Okay, I didn't hear that. First but time. it was simultaneous to them cutting. Right. The butt. Don't they usually let them walk away? Well, no. I mean... Do, like especially within the last play, couple of years, they've started keeping people on. Dude, I watched. Well, they they I, play the music. Yeah, they play, yeah, the, they music. play the music they play them yeah. for like an hour, and yeah. they increase the volume, right? And then they're like, okay, thank you, and they walk your Unless ass off. Unless it's obvious that because a lot of people say thank you or something like that, or like I appreciate this so much or whatever. Like he was giving his first half of his speech. He didn't mm-hmm. thank anybody. He didn't do anything. He was yeah. like, I did see. He was giving his first half. Somebody, it was probably a TMZ guy. I saw. He would, Drake was walking through the backstage and he was like, ah, they cut you off or whatever. And he that. was like, damn. Yeah. yeah. yeah so you think they cut so him off on purpose? Because if you watch other speeches, it's like, I was a little kid in the basement. Blah, 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 blah. Thank you to blah, 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 blah. Thank you to my fans. Thank you. Boom. Done. And then they literally walked everyone off. Right. Yeah. But there's a difference to me between they cut him off on purpose because he said you don't need this and they made a mistake. It's just yeah. convenient. Yeah. Right. I, 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 I get that. It's just, sure. yeah. But it was like, honestly, because I didn't, well, I didn't see it live. So I'm seeing all the tweets and shit. And mm. I thought he was like making some big proclamation. Like the way he even said, you don't need this. And the context he put it in wasn't even on some like, fuck, fuck the Grammys. Yeah, shit. I, I bet you when he went to say, but I bet you he was going to say something like, but this is dope. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're saying you don't need this, but, but what? But that's what I'm saying, though, is like, I agree with you. Because when I was listening to it, I was just like, dude, if if he actually believed this about the Grammys, why did he submit his music to the Grammys? Like, who? if he really doesn't give a fuck, then he shouldn't even be accepting awards from the Grammys. I didn't but, get that he didn't no, give No, no, no. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I'm saying that he's just saying that. He's giving hope to artists that yeah, might yeah. not even grace that right. stage. Which like, is most of them. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't yeah. need this. Exactly. So that's my point is is to me, it's just like, okay, but you take it on the other end and you're like, he's <laughs> he's uh he's on stage right now, live, <laughs> and whoever's in charge of pulling the plug yeah. is being like, Okay, what is he gonna say next? Is he gonna totally fuck us? Or you think they're click on the trigger? Allegedly yeah. allegedly the producer is someone who 
people don't have the best relationship with and people have like said i'm not gonna come if this dude is really doing it yeah just because of however i don't know the reasoning but apparently this particular producer has problems with some people i mean i don't put well, it past I don't and, put it and he's being judged though too like if he was to let drake keep going right and he says some fucked up shit yeah. then his ass is on the line for not doing his job yeah I don't yeah. put it past them to pull the plug, but I will say if I if I didn't see the Twitter stuff and I just saw Drake doing his speech, yeah. I would say like I'm not denying that they cut him off. They obviously cut him off. He was trying to talk. Right. Yeah, I'm only saying if I were to just see that without seeing the Twitter stuff, I would have been like, oh, they fucked up. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have, yeah, because I, I didn't agree. think Drake was saying anything outrageous like oh they got to cut him off they stopped him from right. preaching the truth and I think whatever he was going to say like with that pause and shit there was a good likelihood that he was done going down that road yeah because he said you don't need one of these right here but, but yeah like and I guess they I'm didn't glad I got it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. and I guess I, I heard too like you said um, whatever you heard about the statement they made or whatever I heard they invited him to come back out and he said he 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 was happy with what he said and whatever. When and he, that's what leads me to believe also like, yeah, could they be lying? Yeah. But that's what leads me to believe that it was a, it was a mistake. And they were like, Oh shit, we cut Drake off. Well, I think that, it was, they were just too quick on the trigger. Like whoever was I panicking back there they, being like, I think they were, should I or should not. I do. I do agree with that. I do think that Drake wasn't going to say some like shit no. where, he, you know, he's like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Because I saw that thing backstage and he's just like, Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that just like, oh, I don't think people blew it blew it out of proportion yeah, as far as like the. It was oh, just he, like, as soon as he says something against it, but dude, I also blew it, it out of proportion yeah. in terms of like, yeah, fuck the Grammys. Like that. That's what I'm like, saying, and that that's not that's even yeah. what dude, he was while saying. We're no, all watching like, the Grammys. Yeah, right. yeah. Drake. Yeah, that, you know what I mean? While he's accepting a Grammy, it's like, like get out of here. That's like that's like when people were going, and that was way better. Let me preface this. When Kanye gave his speech or whatever the fuck at the MTV Awards, yeah. mm-hmm. that was, I could not believe people were like, wow, yeah. I'm inspired. Bro, bro that's, <laughs> you're inspired. Dog, here's the thing. It all goes hand in hand. If the Grammys don't cut Drake off and, and people can then spin that into because he, it's because he was saying shit against the Grammys. And then that makes the other shit he was saying even better because now it's this big moment. It all fucking builds on each other because yeah. I like Drake's speech. I thought it was dope. It was good. He's talking to like younger artists, independent artists that don't have the shine. I thought it was a good speech. Mm-hmm. It w- I don't think it would have had the impact that in the Twitter, Twitter sphere that it had if not for the plant, like cutting no, him off. Definitely not. Because right. then no. everyone spun it into this other shit. The other thing I was seeing is a lot of people being like, very surprising that this speech came from Drake. I thought it was exactly who it would come from. He talked yeah. about like he compared it to sports and shit, how it's an opinion game and not a numbers yeah. game or whatever. That Drake like is the Drake numbers shit. guy. Like yeah. Drake would be champion of music every year. Right. Why if is it that was surprising coming from Drake? I don't know. It's, it it sounded like be. a Drake speech. Yeah, and and who else? Like a, to, a good. I don't know who speech. would say that. And like, who else? What is the reasoning? For who that? else to talk about Dude, this shit? Big? Who else to talk about this shit being an opinion <laughs> and not about numbers and and all that shit? Other than Drake, Drake hasn't compared to the numbers he's put up and the shit and the impact he's had on music. The number of Grammys and awards he's won mm-hmm. is not, not that many. Yeah. So yeah, he does put up all these numbers and doesn't win these awards, and it shows that it's opinion based. I feel like he's the guy to yeah. say that shit. Yeah, people are stupid, bro. <laughs> 
The same shit every week that we talk about Twitter. Yeah. Blowing shit out of proportion. Gonna, well, it is. Like we're going to need to change the name of the podcast. <laughs> Twitter. Things that pissed us off on Twitter this week. <laughs> People going too far on Twitter. <laughs> That's <laughs> when I was saying, though, too, it was like because I was seeing the same thing you were seeing on Twitter and then going a step further being like, if he believes it's fuck the Grammys, then why did he submit his music to the Grammys? It's like. Because he didn't fucking say fuck the Grammys, <laughs> yeah, dude. No shit. Yeah. Like, people are dumb, yo. Yeah, they reach, I'm telling you. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like, maybe maybe Drake will see my tweet and retweet me. Yeah. If or I maybe, say the most maybe outlandish Maybe anyone will see my tweet right. and like That's it. The, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then... My day is made. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. Get the fuck yeah. Now take your ass to bed like everyone else is gonna work in the morning. No, I gotta stay up online, see my lights. And then I gotta turn into the person that fucking talks about that shit. Like because I did like Jake's speech. I thought it was dope, and I should yeah, just be good. like, that was a good speech. But I then I gotta look at all this other shit and be like, God damn it. Can't wait to get into the podcast. Did you hear the same speech that I heard? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Damn. Did I watch a different version of the Grammys than everybody else? Yeah, it was mine, Telemundo. <laughs> <laughs> Telemundo. Because Barty won. Barty, Barty, Barty. Barty, Barty, Barty. All right, so the biggest topic in the uh, text thread this week was... <laughs> Dags and Q almost came to blows. <laughs> Man, please. Please. So did you guys see Mo um while I introduce this pull up LeBron's uh Instagram? No. And and he doesn't have an Instagram. Pull up uh <laughs> his tweet about Harrison Barnes or his post about Harrison uh-huh, Barnes. Uh-huh. Um I didn't see this. This was interesting. Oh, you didn't. Mm-mm. This was kind of like touches on a lot of the shit. It was not necessarily the argument you guys were having, but it was around that type of thing. Um, basically Drake. Harrison Barnes got traded mid game while he was sitting on the bench, whatever. Oh, was it based off what he's like an interview with that? He said, cause he, I saw in an interview, he said, uh, you know, like this is a business you got to look out for yourself type. Yeah. Thing. It's probably a, Yeah. Cause okay. that's kind of Surprise. a similar type. When did this happen? Uh, Why, a couple days ago. It was like the trade deadline. A couple, couple days ago. What was that Thursday? Yeah, it was Thursday. Three PM. Let me let me look up King James. It's his third post. King James. It's from his the third post ever. You gotta beginning. go all so the way. It's, it's a video of Harrison Barnes. Um but I wanted to read it, but I guess I could just read it off my phone. Fuck it. Wow. I want, yes. the, I want the people to have it. Straight up coward, man. No. That's Wait, on is that, Twitter, Yeah, bro. it's on Instagram. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it's on wh- Vine. While he pulls that up so you guys can read along if you feel like, I'll just read it to you. But um, basically the backstory is Harrison Barnes got traded mid-game while he was sitting on the bench mm-hmm. like, and apparently not notified before any of this, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Um, and LeBron says, so let me guess. This is cool because they had to do what was best for the franchise, right? Traded this man while he was literally playing in the game and had zero idea. I'm not knocking who traded him because it's a business and you have to do what you feel what's best and you have to do what you feel what's best. But I just want this narrative to start to get real slash change and not when a player wants to be traded or leaves a franchise that he's a selfish, ungrateful player. But when they trade you, release, wave, cut, etc., etc., it's best for them. 
I'm okay with both. Honestly, truly am. Just call a spade a spade. What's wow. the video? That was really confusing. It's just of. I think he should have just said talking about it. him. I feel it's Definitely. best. Harrison Barnes mid game. He's being traded to Sacramento. It's for like Justin sad. Jackson and Zach Randolph. It's like fourth quarter. It's reportedly. That's fine. You don't need to. I don't think it's really. Um, yeah, you see his face. Look at him. Yeah, he's not. It's a face of a man getting traded. What do you guys think about what LeBron said? Uh, I agree. Dax? Um, Scrap! First, <laughs> first of all, I'm just kind of, I don't really know exactly what LeBron was trying to say besides the fact that, like, it's whack to get traded in the middle of a game. No, which, I think he's saying there's, like, a double standard well, think, from, like, yeah, the fans. I hear that, too, like, where people think it's unloyal when they leave, right. but when they get traded, it's, like, right. what's best for the team, which I yeah. get. To an extent, I get that, but um, I just think it, every situation is so different. And like when LeBron leaves, a lot of times it pisses me off because he just goes from team to team and just reassembles the team. Not like he's gone to that many teams, but he went to Cleveland and then Miami and then back to Cleveland and now he's in LA. Mm -hmm. And it just, and each team he goes there and I'm like, oh, this might actually be interesting to watch him play with this group of guys. I was especially interested in the Lakers, to be honest, because they have this young core group of guys. And then he's just like, all right, how about all you guys get the fuck out of here? And I'm going to get Anthony Davis. Which, like you guys were saying, that's the way the league is now. You build your team around your best player and this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. But do I still think it's whack. Well, so, and from like a, a front office perspective, it's like they want who's going to put asses in the seats, yeah. you know? So the more big names they can get, the better it is for business, the, which the bottom line, not for every team is winning, you know? Some teams just want to make money. Yeah. yeah. Some teams know that they have no chance of, you know, maybe beating the Warriors or like, especially the Western teams. Like that race is insane for the eighth spot. It's outrageous. So I know a lot of teams just are like, we're just going to contend or whatever, but really we just need to make as much money as we can. But that's I, a lot of, I would say that's like most teams. Right. Besides like the warriors, there's probably like five contenders in the league. And right. That probably is applies across Pistons, the like NFL right, too, wish. you know, like Patriots. Yeah. There's a few teams that plan on contending yeah. every year. Yeah. The rest are just, there yeah you know yeah. so they don't get fined type shit i i agree with lebron's instagram post 100 percent. i do i agree with that one because i think i i think it's pretty clear to me that he is talking to the people that have a problem with players controlling their own destiny but don't have any problem when organizations treat players like commodities mm -hmm. and he made that clear in his last thing that he's like because obviously he's he's passionate about it, whatever. But he did him saying at the end, like, I don't have a problem with it. Just call a spade a spade. Mm -hmm. Tells me that it's like all he's talking about is the double standard. He's right. not saying don't treat us like commodities. Mm -hmm. He's saying if you treat us like commodities, we are going to do what's in our best interest. Mm -hmm. And I don't I, I agree with that because like, dude, equate it to any other job. Like, is there a certain amount of loyalty between employer and employee? Like, hopefully but if you can get a better job opportunity somewhere else, like there's only so much lawyer loyalty you're going to have. Like you're probably going to take the better job somewhere else. 
and you're not going to have that much concern for your employers. So like, you got to look out for you, but I mean, you do your best to leave on good terms and, and don't leave them in a pinch, but at the end of the day, it's business. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and even more specifically to that, like, yeah, when they trade you in the middle of the game and shit, I know it was at right at the trade deadline, but that's happened in other sports at yeah the yeah. beginning of the season or whatever, you know? Mm. So like, yeah, that's whack too. I don't like that any better. I just don't like the reassembling of like everywhere you go. And that's what every team seems to be wanting to do now. It's like when whoever, so LeBron's going to have apparently AD and KD and fucking Clay. JD Martinez. Yeah. It's like, Jesus dude. Like, no, see there, there's where I'm with you Dags is as a fan. Mm-hmm. I don't like the players choose their spot mentality because I think it will inevitably lead to all the great players playing together in big markets. Right. Right. Cause like, they have the biggest pull. Right. They, they, they can do what they want. Yeah. Exactly. Like why, why wouldn't you, why mm-hmm. it, and maybe, maybe it won't like in the short term, like Paul George going to OKC because Russ is there. Like, but in general, I don't think OKC is going to get many free agents, many big name right. free agents. Right. Like, the only reason they got Paul George is because they drafted Russ Westbrook and he wanted to go play with him. Mm -hmm. So like all the small market teams are going to have to draft amazingly and try to hang on to those guys. And then when you do draft and then you can't like, look at the fucking Pelicans, they drafted AD and Mm -hmm. he just wants to dip. And she put his time in. he, He did. And here's the, here's my thing about the LeBron AD situation. I have no problem with AD wanting to dip. I also don't have a problem with LeBron because to me it's, it's Anthony Davis's situation. LeBron saying he wants, like I see a lot of writers writing about like LeBron. Yeah. And he, dude, some, some writer I saw, what was it? I wrote the quote. Oh yeah. The Pelicans have certainly made it clear. They believe LeBron should be investigated more closely for his role in Davis's trade demand. It was just a few weeks ago when Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry accused LeBron of meddling after the Lakers superstar responded to a question by saying it would be quote, Amazing and incredible playing alongside Davis in Los Angeles. No shit, man. Like, I don't think that's that big of a deal that LeBron said it would be amazing to play with Anthony Davis. Like, and okay, to that I'd be, was he answering a question? Especially if he's answering a question. Did they ask him, what do you think it'd be like to play with Anthony Davis in LA? I'm guessing that's what he said. Right. I'm sure that. Right. Did he come out the game and say, all right, before anything? Right. Well, you can't put anything past LeBron, though. <laughs> but here's, here's, he knows the rules. He needs to go. Self-proclaimed. <laughs> here's what I was saying about Anthony Davis and why I have a problem with him. It's not that he wants to go play somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It's that mid-season, mm-hmm. with a whole year left on his contract, yeah. he demands a trade and mm-hmm. lists like four places he wants to be traded to. That is some horseshit. And I tweeted out earlier, like what are the Pelicans doing or whatever the fuck I said? Because I thought that the haul they were getting from the Lakers offer was, was good. And, but the more I looked into this story, I'm like, fuck yeah, Pelicans, because they were basically like, fuck you Lakers, Mm -hmm. because you're just all of a sudden out of nowhere because you're the big market, LeBron magic Lakers. And you want to get our star, Anthony Davis. And you guys talk, and that's why I blame Anthony Davis. I don't blame magic and the Lakers and LeBron for wanting to make this happen. Right. I blame Anthony Davis for being a fuck and in the middle of his contract with a whole year left being like, trade me. Um, and these are the places I want to go. Yeah. I think him and LeBron are the same agent. Yeah. Rich Paul clutch mm-hmm. sports. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man, it's, it's, 
that doesn't that doesn't sit right with me. And here's here's my thing. If I'm the Pelicans, and I know some people are talking about this shit. I sit Anthony Davis the rest of the the rest of the year. They're not like some big playoff contender fucking, no. you know, win a championship. I sit him the rest of the year so he doesn't get hurt. And I trade him in the offseason for a lot of value. Because you know what? If you're gonna fuck me over like this and say, trade me now, I'm not, you know, I feel like I can't get as much value out of you because you're putting me under the gun. I can only trade you to these four different teams, blah, blah, blah. You're already making it clear you're not gonna re-sign with us. Mm -hmm. So you're saying trade me now. I'm saying I'm not gonna roll you out there, a guy that is known to get hurt. I'm not going to roll you out there the rest of the season and a get us a worse draft pick because we'll be better with you, and b risk you getting hurt just to have to lose you anyways. Yeah, but I, Chris Broussard says that he thinks if they were to sit him, him being healthy, that the league would. Investigate I think so too. It. Like, and I think that's bullshit. You can't just. I know. Sit and trust me, as a fan, I don't want the best players sitting. And then if you were a Pelicans fan. That's all you have. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, you're not going to make the playoffs. You know this. So you have all these season ticket holders. The only reason that they're coming is to see Anthony Davis. And if you're sitting them, they're going to be like, all right, this is my last fucking year. You know what I'm saying? And I could see, I get, I'm with you as far as he has a, a year left on the contract. And just like you're saying, though, they could say, I don't care. You can list 30 teams. You can list 29 teams mm. that you want to go to. You still have a year left, yeah. so whatever, and you're gonna do whatever the fuck we say, right? And he doesn't seem like the type that's like gonna just like play shitty. Like I he, agree, he's gonna play. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's a good point. They still, but, have, yeah. And I'm just concerned with it is their prerogative to be like, no, you're not gonna try to offer us everything. No, this is our guy, yada yada. But it could bite you in the ass if you don't get a better For offer. Sure. You For know sure. what I mean. But I'm with you. I don't think they should have made the deal. Yeah, and I hear you like sitting him, you know, maybe that's going overboard. I guess the, the reason I bring it up is it has to be, that's why I agree with LeBron shit. Mm -hmm. It has to work both ways. If the players get to do everything in their own best interest, mm -hmm. then the league or the, the franchises should get to do everything in their best interest. And to me, you're right. I guess the reason I, I'm, I, I don't want to necessarily go overboard with sitting him is it might not be in their best interest to sit their franchise player as far as butts in the seat right. and shit yeah, like that and, and entertainment value. But it's definitely in their best interest not get him hurt, keep his Absolutely. trade value, be a worse team, and yeah. get a better draft pick. So yeah. Agreed. That is definitely true. Yeah, there's definitely two sides to that. And, and they both can be true. Yeah. I don't know. Like you guys have been saying, this is the way the shit's going, period. At least in the NBA, the NFL is not a player's league. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where you don't have guaranteed contracts. That's where it, I think this is, it's almost why like the NBA players are really so emboldened because they know. Like, they, they run it way more. They than, run yeah, it. Yeah, it's, sure. it's the player's league, yeah. you know? And honestly, I don't like that any better, the NFL shit. Like, yeah, sometimes like the Le'Veon Bell situation, I get it, you know? Here's what I want. I want the players to like just one of them to be not like that. You like know, what? you got just, Tom Brady. Yeah, I guess. I, you know He's, what I'm saying? He I takes just, hometown discounts. No one will get paid more than him on the Tim team. Duncan. Yeah, that's real. Like stick stick it out, make it happen on your own team. Like you just want to play the game, and you have like teammates that you like, or coaches, or whoever you like the city, whatever the case may be. You have a family there. 
You know what I'm saying? I, I don't. Mean, I can't necessarily blame some of these guys for doing it, mm. and I just don't. I just wish one of them would be like, you know what? Yeah. Fuck this. I think yeah. it's all. It's like an old We're talking about school. a bunch of different perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you from a fan perspective. Mm-hmm. I agree with the players from a player perspective. Right. I agree with the franchises from everybody's just acting in their own best interest. For sure. And that's how that's how life yeah. works, man. It's you look out for number one at the end of the day. Yeah. Especially when you're a professional athlete or a, an artist or anything, the window you have is not big. Yeah. So you want to make you want to be in in the ideal situation at least. Yeah. To get whatever you want out of it. Maybe you don't want to win. You just want like your brand, you know? Yeah. And so you go to somewhere like New York or something right. like that where you know you're not winning shit, but yeah. you can be the face type thing. But I'm, I guess I, to, I guess to look at it this way, though, from a fan perspective and just from like an overall business perspective, I do worry about the day that if the if everything keeps going the way it's looking with players having this control doesn't it inevitably end with all the good players together in big markets? I would think. Yes. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. But I do think like, uh, I think there will get to a point where it, like the league has stepped in before. Yeah. And when I think they they're going to have like to. trade Chris Paul, to the Lakers with like doc rivers and shit yeah. or some crazy something back in the that day. Actually was, the that, that one actually was weird because if I remember right, it wasn't that it crazy wasn't of crazy. a deal, and they nah. stepped in and blocked it. And exactly. It was like, what the hell? Just for parody in the league, which I yeah. get because that's the product. You have to have some right. competition. Exactly. Exactly. Well, here, Giannis. Mm. I was just about to say the East is open wide. So I, first of all, I like the Bucks because they're not a big market. They're just like a team full of, they're Giannis and a team full of role players that are doing really well and they're fun to watch. Chris Middleton, All Star, former Piston. Hey. Yep. Um, Giannis said, I don't work out with these dudes in the off season. Fuck Why them. the fuck would I work out with these dudes in the off season? They're my competition. Yeah. I like that. Thank like, that's why that's, yeah. right now he's my favorite player literally because of that. And he might go to the Lakers too next year. I don't Hell no. He said, no, he's not, he won't, so but it's not tampering. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is you, I just want to see more guys like that naturally, but that's just not the world. Yeah. Well, and when you have, uh, like Boston last year, you have like the role players step up, get their shit. And then it's like the stars come back and it's like, I think I'm a fucking star. You know what I mean? So yeah. I want to go somewhere else and w- shit happens. And then your priorities change. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, whether for the good or the bad, whether you think you're better than you are or yeah. I think even Whatever. Kyrie's probably having a little bit of a rude awakening with Boston. Like, yeah. I think he thought he was a little more of the man than he maybe is. Not that he's not that great of a player, but that it is hard to get to the finals right? Yeah. And, and win that shit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's an interesting discussion because when you just see it on social media and Twitter and whatever, it's like it is very like right and wrong. Like, oh, I hate that LeBron and the players are doing this like they're babies and blah, blah, blah. And it's wrong. But really, you're just looking at it from a different perspective. Yeah. Like, I don't like that shit as a fan, but I, if I was them, yeah, I would, I would rather play in LA and, than in East Buttfuck. And yeah. so if I have a chance to do it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. See, that's, and that's just personal. I would never, or, I wouldn't do that. I don't go or if I'm a about fan, where I'm playing. Like if the you Pistons, would, if you, you would, if you like, what if you hated your coach? Like he that's was a different, but you or, just said if I was playing in yeah, LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just giving a... But yeah, I was going to say that actually earlier. Yeah. If you want to get out of there because you don't get along with your coach, and it's for good reason, you're not just being a baby yeah. about something, 
you don't get along with your coach, the management, you know, yeah. whatever. They're not trying to win. You don't see that they're like making moves to try and make your team better and stuff. I get that. Yeah. But that's why every situation is different. And that's why some of these situations really fucking piss me off. And yeah. then some of them like Giannis and stuff. That's dumb. And yeah, I guess that would probably be more like just for me personality wise, that would be more of a thing than the city itself is like a coach or, or dude, honestly, like, especially early on before I started to not like KD when, like when he was with the thunder, I could see playing with Russ not being that, that fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like that much of a, it, like if you think you're just squandering away your career with some dude on the team, that's a ball hog. Yeah. I'd think about getting out of there. If it's, if I can't have my own free will and my contracts up, yeah, like yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't owe it to this city to just, you know, feel like I could thrive somewhere else, but stick it out here because they drafted me. Right. So it is, there's, there's a lot that goes into it, but yeah, I agree with you. Like just simply saying, I like LA better than Oklahoma city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was a million people's arguments when Blake came to Detroit. I was like, maybe not, but maybe this dude just likes to play basketball and doesn't give a fuck about yeah. where it is. Yeah. You know, I thought he just wanted to be the man. Maybe that's the case, but so go somewhere where they will it, let you be. The exactly. Man. You know, and that's like, cause he doesn't want to win a title. Clearly that clearly that's not the reason <laughs> Blake. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't Blake's choice though. Blake got traded here. Yeah. Like he's here. I, who knows right. if he wants to be, I mean, here. he had, he was close ish with the Clippers. I mean, like, Oh yeah. To win. Right. So like once that broke up, there was, I couldn't see him going anywhere and winning a title besides yeah. golden state. Yeah. And I'm still not thrilled. He's here. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, I, I actually, I like, like since he's it's been here, right. I like him as a player more than I did just watching him as the Clippers. Like, I just listening to some of his interviews and things he said and the way he plays, like, I, I like him as a player. But, yeah, as far as the direction of the Pistons, I don't know if I like it or not because it is just a big-ass contract on a team that... I wish we had some guards. Yeah. Very good. I wish we had anybody but Blake Griffin. Well, that's... I was thinking, like, if we are fans, if we were in Golden State, if we were, like, from the Bay we'd probably be more likely to invite the player power because of oh, it yeah. worked out. Oh, you know 100%. what I mean? Yeah. It's like when you're fucking here, it yeah. sucks. I well, mean, you know what? Be loyal, goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> Stick it out. Yeah, right. Fucking suffer with us. <laughs> Golden State, not now, but at the beginning when they were starting to get good, they had draft picks that worked out. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the teams that I like to see succeed personally because it's they didn't just – get all the established guys to make a dope team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, kind of the Pistons were like that. Like Ben Wallace ended up just being good. Uh, then we got Rip and Tayshawn ended up being good. And we got Rashid at the trade deadline. Rashid, they showed yeah. that the other day. Like, and was he last second? I mean, he wasn't like in his prime at that point. He was a little kind on the of, back end of yeah. his career, but he, he was, was good. I mean, he was good for yeah. sure. But yeah, Chauncey ended up being great. Mm-hmm. And he was, uh, he I was mean, on he a was bunch good of too, teams. but mm-hmm. You know, that team, and it wasn't like a regular, just star-studded, just show. Yeah. It was, yeah. they played defense, and I they mean, played team basketball. Probably, like, I haven't thought about it, I'm just kind of spitballing, but probably any team other than wherever LeBron's been has kind of been, the core is drafting. Like you said, the Warriors, even though they've added other pieces, their core was through the draft. Yeah. The Thunder, dude, they had fucking Harden, Durant, and Westbrook all on the same that team, and Ibaka. That one was big. Yeah, and even but, though they've split up, Paul George is there now because of that core yeah. and because they were able to be a winning, and Russ is still there. The he Celtics, wants to go win there. With the big three, it wasn't really like that. That was That's true. 
pick up. That's when all this shit started yeah. to me. Yeah. You know, when yeah. everyone was like, let's go play together. Yeah. And the only reason I like the Celtics is because KG is my favorite player ever. Or otherwise, like, I would have kind of been like, all right. Yeah. But anyway, whatever. NBA sucks. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's kind of fun sometimes, depending. It's getting a lot better. I did watch the Deion Sanders 30 for 30. Dope. Cool. First reaction. <sighs> He's he was laying the drama on very thick. Yeah, well, damn, <laughs> he's dramatic. But other than that, super dope because that shit happened so long ago. I didn't even know most of that shit. When what year it was, was ninety two? Yeah, so we were. I was a wee lad. Yeah, barely out of the womb. Because I saw that and I was like, oh no, I remember it sort of the idea of it, you know, but I didn't remember any specifics. Yeah. So watching it back was really interesting. Yeah, it was. It was cool. I didn't realize that he balled out like that in the World Series. Yeah. I didn't really either. Like, I didn't even know he was that nice at baseball, to be honest. Yeah, I, didn't I knew he played both, he but right. I mean, he's oh. better. At baseball? At the time. But he said, I mean, he says it at the end of the thing. He goes, I w- what would it, this whole fucking analogy and all this shit, whatever it meant. Yeah. Like, what if I wouldn't have married? Yeah, football. Football. Yeah, you know, I mean. He's like, I mean, he was playing good. He was a really good baseball player. Yeah. And honestly, that was early on in his the main career, thing I right? remember about Dion playing football is that he was a big pussy and he didn't want to tackle anybody. And obviously get every interception. Yeah. yeah. Wild athletic, but like he still tackle people. And I used to be like, come on. Yeah. Got to do that. So the, the crux of his whole situation in that was the whole full time thing. Right. Yeah. Like he said he was going to, it was basically, and I was doing some other shit while I was watching this, so correct me if I'm wrong, but he basically said to the Braves, if we get into the playoffs, I'm going to go full-time baseball. I I don't even know if it was in the playoffs. I think it was just at a certain point in the okay. year. Okay. So, like, maybe... Like, October. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, yeah, it might have been. Which is in the playoffs are anyway, but... Right. Um, And then playoffs come up, and he says, yeah, I'm going to... But his definition of full-time was, I'm going to be at every game. Right. right. Their definition was, you're going to stop playing football and you're going to be with the team all the time. Yep. Yeah. And so that's where, and honestly, I feel like I don't ever, like I rarely take stances on this shit anymore because I'm always like, I can see both, but I can see both sides. Yeah. Like, honestly, if I'm a GM of a baseball team, I'm like, yeah. you said you were going to be full-time. We're in the playoffs, man. Like, you're not going to... F- Go from your football game and helicopter over to the baseball I game. I think it would have been a lot different if it was the other way around. If he was playing baseball on the side, because you can't possibly um, believe that he's going to go play a football game and not be tired as fuck, bruised up, yeah, deaded for a baseball game that night. Yeah, it's different if you go play a baseball game. Yeah, and go to a football game. Well, and and with baseball, like it's nothing to miss a baseball regular season game. No, even though it's regular season in football, like I could see baseball purists being like, "You're gonna play a regular season football game, yeah. and and like this is the playoffs." But regular season football games are like, yes, big. Yeah, they're know? once a week for a reason. Yeah, and yeah. there's only sixteen of them things. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I I do. It sucks for Deion Sanders that he was so dope at both and didn't get to just like thrive at both because that's fucking sick. They're like having issues with the contracts and all that. It sucks that it had to be that way, but I get it. Yeah, and honestly, the most annoying part of that whole documentary to me was all his teammates on both teams 
realized how valuable he was and was like, I think it's awesome. I'm going to watch his football, the baseball players. I'm going to watch his football games and the football players. Yeah, I'm watching the World Series games tonight. And the people that didn't understand and were trying to blow it out of proportion and make it this big thing that it wasn't were the media and the higher ups, the GMs for the Braves. It mm-hmm. sounded like, yeah, it seemed like throughout, at least through that 30 for 30 hour long, like seemed like the Falcons were cool. Yeah. It was their coach seemed yeah. down with it. So, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I did think that was dope too. that. Cause I could see some petty ass bullshit team. Sure. Oh, this guy thinks he can just, not practice, yeah. come in, blah, blah. It's like, no, they realized he was a dope athlete, yeah. both sports. Come come help us out when you can, bro. Yeah, like, bro, let's I'm get trying. it. Yeah. So I, I did think that was cool, too. But speaking, that was a, of, speaking of which, Kyler Murray picked the NFL. Mm-hmm. Saw that. Lions. Debatable decision, in my opinion. Debatable. I would have played baseball. Mm-hmm. I understand why he would play football, but. I guess it's where your heart's at. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to make. You're probably staying to make more money in the MLB, but you're going to play a lot longer. Yeah. Yeah. And risking a lot less. But yeah, if you're going to make good, if you're going to make millions in either one, I guess you got to go with the one you love. Yeah. It's just, I think that's just a personal decision. Yeah. But they call it a choice for a reason. I think that's just a personal decision, but fuck that. (laughs) I'm just saying. I know what you mean. Those giant motherfuckers running around trying to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. And he is not giant. No. No, not at all. That's the other thing is, is he even certain to? I don't know. Play yeah, I, I'm not. Quarterback I don't know where he's. I, think so. I mean, I know they're gonna try him, but mm-hmm. I mean, he's undersized. Right. I know he's got a good arm and he's fast, but maybe that's the good thing about going NFL first is like if it doesn't work. If out. you take a couple years and it's not really working out, like you still could have a long baseball career ahead of you. Whereas, yeah. like yeah. if you went to baseball and then decided, oh, let's go try football, it'd probably be pretty nah. damn hard to break. Yeah. yeah, I think it's easier definitely to pick baseball back up. Then. Not that any of that's on his mind. Like he's like, if I'm gonna do this, I'm doing it. Yeah, but. I guess whatever. All right. That's all I got. It's been a long pot, I feel like. Yeah. Five hours. We started at fucking midnight. Shit. Shin. Shin. Fun, 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 fun. Episode 52 on the books. 53 coming next week. That means episode one of the second year. Oh. Oh. I'm so excited. (laughs) Defeat, defeated, never lost. He's back. Me, Shannon. He's back in the media. Me. <laughs> Shannon Sharp is? No, LeVar. Oh. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, that's Why my did guy. I, think that Shannon? I thought it was Shannon, too, for sure. Skip. Probably because he was Skip. just on Shannon's show. I still think that was Saturday Night Live skits where uh, Keenan plays LeVar. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. I once... Jumped over <laughs> a 100 foot tall <laughs> And my willy was hard as <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's a wrap. We'll see you guys next week. Big ball of brand.